Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Late Night Drive. My name is Ellie Schnitt. I'm your host. I'm your driver. I'm so happy you're here joining me in the passenger seat. I hope you had the best week, but if you didn't, welcome. You're in the right place. Let's talk about it. Um, I want to apologize in advance. Uh, If I lisp a little bit, it is... unfortunately a side effect of the Invisalign, but hopefully it's not too bad. Hopefully it's not too bad. Hard to tell. Impossible to say. I don't know. I feel like I've kind of become numb to it. The first couple days I was like, oh no, (laughs) oh no, I am not doing this. If you're curious about Invisalign, I will say this, like my experience has been really good so far. Like it hurt the first day and a half and then it's, you know, it hasn't really hurt. My teeth hurt a little bit. Like I'm realizing that both teeth and hurt are both past and present tense, but um, (laughs) I mean that in the past tense, my teeth hurt a little bit uh, for a couple of days. Like I couldn't eat like crunchy foods or like hard foods. (laughs) I was eating like mush. I was eating like soup and mashed potatoes. I felt like I was 90 years old. I felt like my teeth were falling out of my head, but it ended up fine. But that said, I am brushing my teeth like five times a day (laughs) because you have to brush your teeth every time you put your retainers back in, but you take them out when you eat. And I'm hormonal and snacky. So (laughs) I've been taking them out a lot. Well, not a lot, a lot, but enough. And I have really been wearing them 24-7, except for Friday and Saturday night. I didn't really wear them on Friday night and Saturday night. But yeah, they're not that bad. They're really like not that noticeable. 10 out of 10, big fan. They've really come a long way, baby. (laughs) I feel like when people had Invisalign back in the day, it was like way more noticeable. And now I'm like, damn, you guys are really, you guys are really doing something here. Anyways, um, what's new? What's popping? What's happening? Besides the Invisalign, which is not an interesting update, but I had to tell you anyway. Uh, I let me think. Let me think. Let me think. It was a good weekend. I saw Shrimp Man. Shrimp <laughs> Man. I like the progression. He, you know, it started. He was Shrimp Cocktail and Irish Coffee Man. Then he was just Shrimp Cocktail Man. Now he's simply shrimp man, crustacean gentleman. I tweeted to my super followers on Friday night and people were responding pictures of like a man's body with a shrimp head. (laughs) And I was like, fuck, (laughs) that's him. Um, Yeah, I hung out with him on Friday night. We just did like a movie night, which was really nice, actually, because we've never done something like that before. It's always been like a public place, like a more formal place. I don't know. Like, it was nice to do something casual and low-key. And 
I, you all will applaud and clap and, and applaud for me, please. I kept my clothing on, my whole clothes, the whole thing. I kept it all on. No clothing came off. There was, there was temptation. There were shenanigans. But I did keep my clothes on, which was my ultimate goal. Very difficult. But I wore, if you are ever in this situation when you're, where you're like, okay, I really want to take things slow physically. I don't have a lot of willpower. I need to like make it as difficult for myself as humanly possible to like take my clothes off. Uh, listen, I should patent this, but I wore my little um, workout dress, you know, the workout dresses that have like the basically like a whole romper underneath them and then like the dress sort of on top. Those things are like medieval torture devices. <laughs> They're like, he was like, he was like, um, he would like put his hand somewhere and be like, why is there so much fabric? There's more fabric everywhere I go. I don't even, I wouldn't even know where to, how to take this off if I tried to take it off. <laughs> 10 out of 10. It really worked. It really helped keep things PG-13. But it was good. It was really nice. I have a lot of fun with him. He's very just easy to be around, easy to talk to. And I'm really, I'm really, mm, yeah, I'm at that like very unfortunate phase. You know, when you're at that phase, uh, when you're talking to someone where like, you kind of want to talk to them all the time, but you, you know that you really can't and you really shouldn't. And like, you need to like mm, be balanced and measured and take things slow. So you're just like, but the whole time I'm like, why is he not texting me right now? But it's funny because all day yesterday I was thinking like, oh, I really want to talk to him, but I don't have anything to say, you know? And I was like brainstorming things that I could say to him <laughs> that would just start a conversation. And then he texted me. Mind you, this is Sunday night. He texted me and he was like, hey, uh, so we still good for Thursday? <laughs> and I was like, He's doing the exact same thing that I was trying to do because there's no fucking reason to ask me five days in advance if we're still on for Thursday. Um, but it was cute. Uh, and he's cute. I yeah, I'm having fun. I'm having fun. So that's all going well. Uh, that's kind of my weekend update. I don't really have a lot to say. It was a fun weekend. Um, my good pal Caucasian James was in town, so I got to see him. He's the best. He's the goat. I'm going to have him on the podcast, but uh, he, he won't do Zoom. He's such a diva. I'm kidding. He's not a diva. He just like doesn't feel comfortable doing Zoom, and that's fine. So whenever I'm in L.A. next, he will be a guest on the podcast. He's such a good boy. We had a lot of fun. I also went to my high school friend's engagement party, which was super weird. It The party wasn't weird. The party was lovely. It was great. Very happy for Hannah and Will. Congratulations to them. But it is a little bit weird when like ah like high school friends are like getting married like it's weird I'm still not quite at the age where people are regularly getting married so it still feels weird every time there's like a new engagement or marriage I'm like ah I thought we were all in this together I thought we were children <laughs> but it was a good week and it was a good weekend and I feel like I am just in such a better place I feel so good my BFF love you train. She's really, she's, she's really doing her job and I just feel great. I feel like so normal. <laughs> so normal. Hassan Piker was in town this week for New York Fashion Week. Didn't see him though. Sad. But yeah, I don't know. That's kind of my only update. Like I am having a good time in every area of my life right now. I'm just like feeling very blessed, too blessed to be stressed. And I also am really excited because I asked two people to guest 
in the next like couple of weeks who I'm really, really excited about. I'm like really big fans of and I think you guys are going to love them. We're having our first boy guest. Very exciting. We finally get to test the animal poll and I'm really excited about that. But yeah, let's talk about what we're going to talk about this week. Okay, we're going to start off with a little drama corner. New segment, hashtag drama corner, because a lot is going on with Don't Worry Darling and the Queen of England and Trisha Paytas's baby. Like, there's just a lot going on in the drama sphere, and I want to talk about it. Okay, then we have a voicemail that says, I lost my 20s to the pandemic. How do I feel young and fun again? I have a voicemail asking, how do I do Bumble BFF? Like, how do I work that whole thing? Then I'm going to read your worst first date stories, and I'll tell you one of mine. I'm going to read your autumn vibe suggestions, and then I have a voicemail that says, how do I tell my family such boyfriend that I need to start therapy? And then one that says, I forget how to talk in high-pressure social situations. Who among us does not? <laughs> uh, and that is going to be the episode. So if that sounds fun, fresh, fierce, fine, flirty to you, keep on listening. Late Night Drive with Ellie and Michaela is brought to you by BetterHelp. Um, so I love therapy. I have always been a huge advocate for therapy. I've been seeing my therapist for, gosh, going on six years now. So she's basically like a homie, less of a therapist, more of a pal. Just kidding. She actually is really, really good at her job. And I have benefited immensely from therapy. I literally feel... Like, I wouldn't be the woman that I am today if I didn't have therapy as a resource. I think it's so good to help you work through not only like your daily problems and, you know, your work issues or your friend issues, your relationship issues, but also like work through things that have been patterns in your life that maybe you've identified but don't really know how to fix or things like phobias, anxieties, things that you feel like you have a lack of control over. Therapy can be really helpful in making you feel like you do actually have control because you have more control than you think that you do. But I know that it is not easy for everybody to access therapy. And that's why I love today's sponsor, BetterHelp, because, uh, I mean, there are states in America even where... There's like two therapists that take insurance, you know, like it's really, really important to have access to mental health and not everybody does. And BetterHelp makes it super, super easy. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give it a try. It is entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So get it off your chest, whatever it is, with BetterHelp. <laughs> Visit BetterHelp.com slash LND today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash LND. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Okay. Welcome to Drama Corner. Drama Corner. New Okay. 
I am like, I don't know about you guys. I'm like really obsessed with like internet drama. I spend a lot of time, like a lot of time watching drama videos on YouTube. It's perhaps my toxic trait, but I don't care. I think it's so interesting. And when there's really good celebrity drama, I feel like a lot of celebrity drama is kind of tame, kind of boring, kind of lame. But oh my God, this past week, things have gone down. Things have gone down. What has been going on what in the world is happening in the House of Commons? Um, no, really, things have been going really, really crazy in the Hollywood sphere. So I think we should talk about that first. This whole don't worry, darling drama. What the fuck is going on? I feel like everybody has their kind of point of view opinion on this. If you're not aware of the situation, <laughs> let me give you my very best garbled interpretation of what is going on here. So there's this movie, Don't Worry Darling. It's directed by Olivia Wilde. It's starring Florence Pugh and Harry Styles. Basically, okay, from what I understand, Olivia Wilde had kind of made herself out to be sort of a champion of kind of feminism and, and making everyone feel really comfortable on set and like and she said that that was why she had replaced lead actor Shia LaBeouf with Harry Styles because Shia LaBeouf I guess has abuse allegations and Florence was uncomfortable working with him as she should be um, and she had a problem with that so she Olivia said that she let Shia go because of that she just really wanted to have this comfortable experience on set well Apparently, that's not true. Shia leaked some texts, I guess, and a video of Olivia talking to him and being like basically being really demeaning towards Florence Pugh and kind of begging Shia to stay on. Like, I guess he was the one who walked away. So that's like one part of it. Another part of it is that Olivia Wilde was, I guess, hooking up with Harry Styles, like, I, I guess, during the movie. And according to kind of Florence Pugh or her team or sort of the rumors like she Florence had then had to sort of like direct the movie herself because Olivia was really distracted by Harry and then also Olivia no yes Olivia Wilde had been married to Jason Sudeikis they got divorced people were speculating that she had cheated on Jason with Harry she is saying that, that is not true but Florence had been dating Zach Braff who is best friends with Jason Sudeikis so I feel like part of the reason that Florence is probably pretty pissed at Olivia is that like, oh, they're friends and you, you perhaps you cheated on my friend. So all this is kind of going down. And then the Venice Film Festival is where everything kind of explodes. Florence like didn't show up for press. She like refuses to promote the movie. Olivia and Harry are like really awkward. Like Harry is refusing to look at, touch, be next to Olivia, like is running away. Also, he... He did not spit on Chris Pine. I don't think that he spit on Chris Pine, but it looked like he spit on Chris Pine. Poor Chris Pine is just in the middle here being like, why did I do this movie? <laughs> like, And then on top of all that, I heard the movie is kind of bad. So there's all this drama going on. The thing about me is that I will follow Florence Pugh to the end of the earth. I will die for her. I will kill for her. I think she is so fucking cute. I love her. I think she's incredibly talented. I love her like super low voice. I think it's very sexy. I love that she's just like, she's so cute. I just love her. Also, she made Amy March the most unlikable character ever written. I think perhaps ever written. She made Amy March relatable and likable. Like that is no small feat. I feel like people don't talk about that enough. Like she really did that. Like, she really did that. So I kind of, like, 
tend to I would like take her side here. There are certainly people who are like Florence is just like throwing a temper tantrum or whatever. But no, if, if she seems like upset, I'm going to be on her side. I'm going to be on Florence's side. I feel like people are being like super fucking mean to Olivia Wilde. Like I think perhaps some of this vitriol is gender related. Like I feel like people are like extra mad at her because she's a woman because I feel like male directors pull this bullshit all the time. But at the same time, like we shouldn't be like okay with male directors doing it either, like hooking up with their co-star, with like the star of their movie and like cheating and doing all these things. Like we should not be okay with anybody doing that. But the fact that it's all like so public and so crazy and no one is even trying to hide that it's like public and crazy. I'm loving it. I'm loving every minute of it. I feel like we didn't get drama like this for a really long time. Like I feel like celebrities were really boring for a minute. Like the only celebrity gossip you'd ever hear was like these people are hooking up and it's like, okay, (laughs) this is good. Like this is juicy. I can't even help myself. I'm so into it. Every new piece of information I learn, I'm like, yes, (laughs) give me more. But yeah, I'm Team Florence. I feel like Harry Styles wants nothing to do with any of this. He's just there to vibe. All of his answers at the Venice Film Festival were like, I love to act. Cause it's like acting, you know, I like being in movies because it's like movies. Like he like really just he, lights on no one was home. You know what I mean? I almost feel like he is not an active participant in the whole thing. He, like he was just there to vibe. But I just think it's fucking fascinating. The other thing that has happened, obviously, is that the queen died. Queen Elizabeth. Queen Elizabeth died. <laughs> People mourned this loss. Um, if you're a British person who listens and you're like upset, you know, sorry for your loss, I guess. She, a lot of people on Twitter are being pretty disrespectful, which I think was really funny. It was really funny. I'm sorry. Like, the tweets were so fucking good. And I just feel like anytime a head of state dies, like anytime a politician or like someone like this dies, Twitter is the best place on the planet. Like the <laughs> the memes that came out of this, the jokes that came out of this. My favorite meme that came out of it was the fact that Trisha Paytas gave birth to her baby literally like hours after Queen Elizabeth had died. People were like, oh, Queen Elizabeth has been reincarnated as Trisha Paytas's baby. And then Trisha had to go and make a statement on her TikTok being like, my baby is not Queen Elizabeth reincarnated. Like, that is not true. <laughs> and like, the ridiculousness of the entire situation. Like, this is why I love internet drama. Like, I love people being insane. Because if you told me three years ago that Queen Elizabeth pregnancy and Trisha Paytas would be involved in the same story. Oh, and reincarnation. I would be like, no, that's, I don't know what you're talking about. You're insane. And yet there it was all together, beautifully wrapped, packaged for us. And it just like a few things make me happier. Obviously, like I don't have any real like vitriol for any of the people involved in any of these things. I'm just talking about it from a purely like bystander standpoint you don't we we'll never know what's really gone on in any situation right like we don't know right we have no idea we're not there but it sure is fucking fun to speculate isn't it as long as i say like it is all speculation and i'm not please don't sue me (laughs) 
It's alleged. There's like a shit ton of drama actually happening right now, which is fun. They're not fun. It's like kind of bad drama. There's like the Gabby Hanna stuff. There's the Deaf Noodles stuff. Things are getting crazy over there with Deaf Noodles. I'm just going to like let that one play itself out. And obviously the Gabby Hanna situation has not quite been resolved yet either. So we'll let those play themselves out and then we can have a conversation about them. But yeah, it's a good time to be a nosy bitch. It's a real, real good time to be a nosy bitch. And with that, that's the end of our drama corner. Let's move on to our first voicemails. As horrible as it is, I also have been singing Lizzie's in a box (laughs) for days. For fucking days. The Irish response to Queen Elizabeth's death has been so fucking good. If you guys don't know about, like, the Ireland stuff, um, you should look it up because it's fucking wild. Like, what the British did to the Irish, crazy. Fucking crazy. Anyways, let's get into our voicemails. This one is from our good pal, Renee. Let's take a listen. Hi, Ellie. Um, This is Renee. So, I basically needed some advice about how I feel like I have to, like, mourn the death of my, like, younger self. I know that's, like, really dramatic, but, like, I'm, like, your age. I'm turning 26 in two days, and I just feel like I haven't been, like, as fun lately or, like, I've never been a homebody before, and I feel like I don't want to go out as much, but, like, I want to, like, still go be fun and do those things. And, like, I'm living back in a college town because I'm doing grad school. And just, like, I see all these, like, 18 to, like, 22-year-olds who seem, like, super spry and young and, like, full of energy and going out. And, like, it could be because, like, I just moved here and, like, I don't have that many friends here. But even when I was, like, living in the city over the summer, I, like, didn't go out as much as I thought I would. So I'm just trying to figure out, like, one, like, how can I get back to, like, being like the young like not young because I'm not gonna like be younger but like the fun exciting part of my life again because I don't want to just like be a homebody so just let me know like if there's anything you think I should do to like get my like young energy back because I want to go out and be fun again and not feel like I'm like old and I lost so much my 20s the pandemic so just let me know I love the podcast so much um have a great day bye So I really feel like I lost a good chunk of my 20s to the pandemic as well. Like, I feel like I lost kind of the good, you know, 23, 24, 25. Like, I really kind of lost those years because of the pandemic. So I definitely relate to this. I feel like those are the, like, real, real years of like, oh, you're like so young and fun and you're going to clubs and you're partying. And then instead, I was like inside my apartment making various herbal teas. I was infusing iced tea. Like, that was what I was doing (laughs) when I was 24 years old. And I feel like that's kind of common for a lot of us who are vaguely this age. I think something you need to remember is, first of all, I hate the word unprecedented. I know that everyone has said, like, we only lived in unprecedented circumstances. But we fucking did. 2020 was so insane. That was something we never even considered experiencing. Like, it was really insane. We were locked down for a while, uh, and then things were kind of closed. You couldn't go to bars as much. Like, you were 
for like a year. Like there were no, you could only go to a bar if you were like ordering food and sitting down. So it was just like a really big culture shift for like two years that you kind of got used to doing. And I think a lot of people got used to it and had this sort of like agoraphobia almost happen where they just like got used to going out less. They got used to doing, you know, less energetic things. They got used to just a kind of a different cadence in going out. And even though we've been back to kind of going out regularly for like a year now, maybe it's still weird. Like it still feels a little funky maybe. And maybe you just have not quite adjusted to that yet. And that's really normal. I think you have to give yourself grace and be like, I lived through something super fucking weird. (laughs) Of course, I'm going to like feel a little different. Like I'm going to feel like I have to readjust to being quote unquote normal. We talked a long time ago, too, about how your idea of fun evolves throughout time and you shouldn't be down on yourself for like maybe not wanting to go out. But that doesn't sound like your problem here. Your problem, you're saying you do want to go out and you do want to party and you feel like you're having a hard time just doing it. I think the problem here is not so much that you've like, quote unquote, lost your 20s or like you're not fun anymore or like you're a homebody all of a sudden. I really think that you're right when you say that, you know, you're in grad school and you feel like you haven't necessarily made friends there yet. I think that that is a huge part of kind of feeling like you're not young and fun anymore. Because when I was really struggling uh, like last year, I had to basically make all new friends last year. And it was really hard sometimes because there were a lot of weekends where I was like, I want to go out and party, but I literally don't have anybody to do that with. So I'm going to stay home. And I, I like staying home, but I don't like staying home when it's not my choice, you know. So I know how hard that can be. But I will say there's hope. Now I feel like I have really good friends and that energy to really go out and be more like young and fun and wild. It's definitely returned. Like I definitely am still having those nights and like having that fun. So hope is not lost. Okay, it's not like you're going to be like stuck forever in the body of like a 45 year old mother of six, you know, like. It comes back. It just takes a little bit of time and maybe it takes like the right group of friends, but you will find that you have not like you're not lost. Like you are not like doomed to spend the rest of your life not being fun, not partying. If that's what you want to do, you will absolutely do that again. 100%. I think maybe you're just in a, a little bit of a weird spot right now, but don't judge yourself for that. You're just trying to find your kind of place and your friends and your life. And that takes time and that's hard. And when you find that, things will start to feel more normal and you're not going to like worry about this. You're going to think back on this voicemail and be like, oh my gosh, I wish I knew then what I know now, which is that like everything ends up okay and I'm not old and boring and lame. Like I just was going through a weird phase. So I promise it's going to be okay. Be patient with yourself. Be gentle with yourself. And speaking of friends, I think this leads really perfectly into our next voicemail, which is like, well, how do you kind of make friends? This person is asking about how to use Bumble BFF. Hey, Ollie. Your intro made me laugh, first of all. But anyway, um, I recently moved to a new city. And so, like, obviously, I want to make new friends. And I joined Bumble BFF, which is super fun. I love the idea. I'm having a great time. The problem is I am such an awkward bean. I don't know how to, like, I feel like a guy, like, whenever you're on a, the dating side, it's a little bit easier to find the DMs because you can be, like, flirty with it. But with Bumble BFF, I don't know what to say. I'm like, 
I'm not trying to fight with these people, but like, what, what do I do here? So any suggestions, tips, advice on how to kind of spark a conversation on Bubble BFS because I am awkward. Thanks, Ellie. Bye. <laughs> but it's kind of like a, a funny comparison because it's like, yeah, you're not. You're on a kind of like a dating app, but you're not trying to date. So like, what do you say? I love the idea of Bumble BFF as well. I think it's so great. I know a lot of people who have genuinely met great friends on there because it's solving a problem that is really common, like our last voicemail was talking about. Like a lot of times when you move somewhere new or you're in just a new life phase, you want to make new friends and you literally don't know how. You want to meet new people and you literally do not know where to meet them. So I love the idea that there is an app that you can go on and everybody who's on there wants to make friends. Like everyone who's on Bumble BFF is looking to make friends. And that's a good thing to keep in mind as well. It kind of takes the pressure off because it's kind of like that first week of college when everybody's trying to make friends with each other. It's like there's very little that you could do wrong in a DM to somebody when you're just like trying to make friends with them when they really want to make friends as well. I think with girls, if you're trying to make friends with girls, a great way to start is literally a compliment. I know it feels a little bit like flirting, but like, we, you know, all girls, like I feel like when I'm actually out and about and I'm meeting a, another woman for the first time, like, you know, maybe she's a friend of a friend or something like, I think the easiest way to like immediately just like each other is be like oh my god oh my god your purse is so cute i love it so much blah 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 oh my god where do you get your hair cut it looks so good i really really want that kind of bangs but i like feel like it would look weird on me like starting a conversation with a compliment especially for women i think works wonders because we all want to like we all want to do that like ow I just hit my head. Okay, because everybody appreciates a compliment, first of all. And secondly, I do feel like that's kind of like, this is going to sound in insane, but in girl world, like, that's kind of the equivalent of, you know, like, how animals show submission in a certain way. Like, they, like, roll over and show their tummy so that you know that they're, like, not a threat or whatever. I feel like in girl world, that's kind of the same thing. Like, immediately greeting someone and being like, wow, I love your outfit. You look so cute. Like, that's the immediate sign of, like, I am friend. I am here to friend. I am not here to be rude to you. I want to be ally. I want to be friend. The compliment thing, 10 out of 10, always works. So you can start there. I feel like, actually, if you're, like, a nails girly, a nail thing would be kind of a cool thing. Be like, oh, my God, where do you get your nails done? They look so good. And then they'd be like, oh, I get them done here. And you're like, oh, my God, I really need a manicure would you ever would you want to like get a manicure together cute fun friend activity something to occupy your hands so you're not super awkward <laughs> like but yeah start with a compliment and remember that everybody wants to make friends so there's nothing you could say that would be i mean i'm sure there's something you could say that would be fucking weird but like you're probably not going to fuck it up by just like being yourself and being your normal cool fun self it's kind of the same <laughs> it's kind of the same principle as swiping up on a guy's instagram story <laughs> We're like, you don't want to be too forward, you know, you don't want to be like hard eyes, you know, so you kind of mention something in the background of his <laughs> picture like, oh, are you at this cafe? Love that place. You know what I mean? I think it's kind of the same principle where instead of like being flirty, you're trying to like seem like you're actually not being flirty where with the Instagram swipe up on a guy's story, like you're just trying to not seem flirty. Here you're legitimately probably not flirting. So 
you can do the same thing, like mention something in the background of one of their photos or something. Be like, oh my God, I go there all the time or oh my gosh, I've always wanted to go there or, you know, something like if they're weird in response, like if they're standoffish or rude in response to you just being earnest and like offering a compliment or offering a a comment about something that they're doing or, uh, you know, if they're skiing, you're like, oh my God, I love skiing or whatever. If they're weird in response to that, then like you don't want to be their friend anyways. Like a normal person would be like, ah, like, oh my God, I love to ski too. Where do you ski? Like a normal conversation would occur with like a person who's like, you know, you want to be friends with. So remember that the pressure is not 100% on you to be like cool and funny and awesome and interesting and intelligent. Like you don't have to be everything off the bat. You just have to be nice. (laughs) Like, and you know what? Anybody can be nice. That's one of the things that somebody told me that has stuck with me forever because I was like, I really, really want everybody to think that I'm nice. And he, my friend was like, well, first of all, you are nice, but nice is like the least thing anybody should be. Everyone should be nice. Nice is not a hard thing to achieve. Nice is really easy. Like you have a lot more to offer than just being nice. So nice. Anyone can be nice. So in this circumstance, like that was kind of a different kind of advice. But here it's like, yeah, all you have to be is nice. All you have to be is nice. And anybody can be nice. Nice is the easiest thing and the least thing that anyone can be. I believe in you. I think you can do it. And then when you meet them in person, like that's when you like show your personality and how cool and fun and awesome you are because I know that you are. You know how to make friends once you're like actually in a friend making situation. But on an app, it probably feels a little awkward. But I promise you can do this. And let me know how that works. And also for our friend in grad school, Renee, who was calling in first, maybe try Bumble BFF and let me know how that goes. All right. Let's switch gears here. And I'm going to read your worst first date stories. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Okay, worst first date stories. I asked about this on Instagram, and you guys did not disappoint. Some of these are horrifying. Some of them are just funny. Um I'll I'll try to give you a nice little nice little mix of them. Okay. Worst first date. Uh this one says we were kissing. He ran his fingernails down my back and scratched a mole right off. 
Ew! Okay, off the bat, horrifying. Really sorry for starting with a horrifying one, but there it, there it was. <laughs> this one says, he got in a fight with the bartender after arguing about the, the Celtics. Celtics? Girl, I'm look, I'm I'm not gonna victim blame here, but your first mistake was going out with someone who was from Boston. Like that is never a good idea. Do not date a man from Boston. <laughs> okay, this one says, went out for a coffee date and it ended up being a recruitment for a pyramid scheme. <laughs> um, this one says, Guy talked about how expensive his clothes were and how he stood up a different girl. Sounds like a winner. Why do people do things like this on dates? Like, don't you know that that's weird? <laughs> this one says, guy told me not to cross him because he could hack anyone's phone. Men are so scary. Men are literally, literally so scary. Like, you wonder why we say things like that. This one says, he broke both of his ankles when we had sex. Wait, I actually do need an explanation from this. If you're listening, please give me an explanation for how this happened. Did he just have the weakest ankles in the game? How do you break both of your ankles when you are having sex? <laughs> this one says, he took ice cubes out of his water and rubbed them on his scalp at the dinner table. This one says, told me he was on probation. Looked it up. It was for endangering the public with a gun. Oh my God. This one says, tried to tell me I was wrong about the topic I'm literally writing my dissertation on. Now that sounds like a man. This one says, he was outrageously hungover and ate his salad with his fingers. Oh my God. The sensation of like picking up dressing covered lettuce in your hands. Disgusting. My A friend of mine, Eric, wrote in and said that he went on a date with someone who ate eggs benedict with their hands. I don't think that that's as bad as as salad with your fingers. Like eggs benedict with your hands. I could see it. I, honestly, I could see it. I don't think that that's that crazy. I think that that I could see it. Salad with your fingers. There's no reason for it. This one says, he pulled belly button lint out of his stomach at the bar and showed it to me. This one says, he rolled up in a lifted truck with the Confederate flag on the back, then said he wanted to be an international spy, but had never left North Carolina. Worst 45 minutes ever. <laughs> Girl, I'm glad you got out of there in 45 minutes. <laughs> This one says, showed up wearing a SpongeBob sweatshirt under his peacoat and quoted MLK more than once. I think I've also been out with this exact man. <laughs> oh, my God. This one says, my ex was at the table next to us with the girl he cheated on me with. That's my nightmare. That is my nightmare scenario. That's my nightmare. This one says, he told me stand-up comedy is, quote, really hard for white guys nowadays. <laughs> you dread flag. <laughs> he picked up a cig off the ground and smoked it while we were on a walk. <laughs> oh, a ground, oh, the classic ground cigarette. Oh, a classic date move. This one says, guy told me he found a dead hummingbird in the park and took it home to craft with, parentheses, spiritually. Now, what does that mean? Do you know what? Actually, I don't want to know. <laughs> he tried to convince me we should go to church together for our second date. Fun. After two hours of uncomfiness, he finally admitted that he was 34 years old. Quote, dot, dot, dot. I was 19. Ew! Creepy, creepy man. She said she liked my hair in one of my Tinder pics. She said she thought it was ugly in real life to my face. <laughs> 
He brought a guitar and serenaded me in a Starbucks, an Irish folk song with a fake accent and all. Oh, there's nothing more cringy than having somebody play guitar for you and sing. Like, I don't know why. It's really, really, really horrifying. This one says, to set the mood, he pulled up a candle app on his phone and put it on the table between us. Okay, I think that's kind of cute. I think it's a little bit cute. (laughs) Made me assemble all of his Ikea furniture and then cried to me about his ex. We were sitting outside and there was a firefly and I said, oh, a firefly. And then he killed it. Oh my God. Not only did he talk about his dick, but he referred to it as his thingy. We were at a bar 29 years old. Oh my God. Is thingy the worst way to refer to a dick? I th- I really think it might be. When I said I was going to school for teaching, my date said, oh, so glorified babysitting. Kill him. Murder him. <laughs> said, I really like you. Don't get me wrong. You're nowhere near a 10, but I like you anyway. (laughs) Why do people say things like this? He picked me up, took me to Wendy's, and complained about how tall I am multiple times. Why even go on a date at this point? You know, like, why even go on a date if you're going to take me to Wendy's? (laughs) He wore a kilt. No warning. He wasn't Scottish. He just liked the breeze. You know, men are allowed to wear flirty little skirts if they want to. You know what I mean? (laughs) Man said he was hot in the car and instead of turning on AC, took his shirt off. (laughs) Hey, he's an economical king, you know. Didn't want to turn on that AC, waste that gas. Maybe he was trying to turn you on. I don't know. (laughs) He took me to Applebee's, cried about his ex. He fell asleep at the movies and wouldn't stop talking about Justin Bieber. (laughs) Okay, wait, there are so many of these about men crying about their ex on dates. What? Why? Why are you doing this? Hey, if you're a man and you're listening to this, why? Why are you doing this? Um, and this is my favorite. He ordered shots once we sat down and then made a toast saying, to splitting the bill. What a winner. What a king. <laughs> He's a keeper. I really have not had like a crazy bad first date. My worst first date was just like I went out with a guy who like, it was like a fine, it was a fine date. There was like no spark. But then at the end, he started flossing his teeth at the table. Like he got floss out and started flossing. It was disgusting. He was just flecking food like particles all over me. Disgusting. Do that in the bathroom, you you absolute monster. Anyways, thanks for submitting those. Those are really funny. I'm really sorry if you went on a horrible date, but at the end of the day, you get a good story out of it, right? All right. Before we move on to our last two voicemails, I'm going to read our fall vibe suggestions that you guys sent in as well. And okay, these are sort of overall fall vibe. These are also specific things that we want to like have in the fall, like what we want to do, what we want to focus on, like what we want to drink and wear, et cetera, et cetera. Okay, this one I really like, hot apple cider and Jameson. Trust me, I will say delicious. Like it is delicious. If you like cider... Like, adding a little bit of Jameson into it, it's delicious. It really is delicious. Okay, this one says, Rachel Green era and maple lattes. Yes. I love, like, a Rachel Green fall. Like, the little kind of, she's very, like, preppy style. She wears those kind of collegiate sweatshirts and little skirts. And, like, I think that's really cute for fall. Oh, like, turtlenecks. And I think maybe little skirts are my vibe for fall. Like, little skirt and tights. That's my favorite thing in the world. And a maple latte. Mmm, delicious, tasty. This one says, young, hot, college lit professor. Yes, I like that. It's giving academia. Got a lot of support for Gilmore Girls Fall, which I do appreciate because I feel like that is the perfect fall vibe. This one says, Trader Joe's pumpkin cream cheese and pumpkin body butter. Okay, pumpkin everything. 
Yeah, I'm not above thinking pumpkin is delicious. Trader Joe's pumpkin bread mix, you add some chocolate chips, it's the most delicious thing in the entire world. People are saying Hallmark movie aesthetic, kind of like that too. Yeah, the Hallmark movie, like you're home for Thanksgiving and you're a big city gal in a, in a small hometown. I kind of like that vibe. This one very specific, but I'm appreciating it. Rich ant turned mushroom foraging witch that lives in a cottage. I could really fuck with that. Rich ant turned mushroom foraging witch that lives in a cottage. Yeah, I'm into that. This one says Gilmore Girls for sure, but just the outfits and the feelings. Not the problems, unless you want to. <laughs> yeah, not the problems. I like some of the drama on that show like really upsets me. Like I get like actually agitated. It's why I can't watch the show. Like I get really upset about the stuff with like Lorelai and Emily. I get really upset at Rory about everything she does because she's stupid and I hate her. Okay. This girl says Chessie from Parent Trap Fall. Absolutely. Really chill like clipped back hair, big oversized shirt, like a shacket kind of vibe. I'm liking that. This one says, honestly, just cozy clothes that fit you well and you love. Yes, absolutely. This one says, George Costanza fall. Okay, so soup, really big jackets. Yeah, I could go for that. Only murders in the building vibes. Yeah, everything Selena Gomez wears on only murders in the building. I'm like, I feel like that's a good fall vibe for us. Sweater weather, bonus points if it's without a bra, absolutely. Black nails, love that for fall. This one, very specific. Gromal Girls, all too well, 10-minute version, Taylor's version. Chai latte, chunky sweater, Noah Khan. Yeah, I'm into that. This girl says, I'm feeling practical magic vibes this fall. Absolutely. Great movie. When Harry Met Sally. Yeah, a lot of kind of like 90s rom-com kind of vibes I feel like we're giving, which I think Gilmore Girls fits into that vibe, that kind of like... It just feels cozy. It feels nostalgic and it feels like chic still. This one, shorts or plaid skirts with tights and black boots slash docks. Yes, I think that's my entire fall vibe. So yeah, okay. I'm liking that we're kind of on the same page here for fall. I just love the aesthetic of fall and I feel like we really need to lean into it this year. Like really just like let ourselves be cozy. Let ourselves wear warm colors and drink pumpkin spice lattes and look really cute in like sweaters and skirts and boots and like let's fucking go. I also think winged liner for fall. I don't know why that's really speaking to me, but I think winged liner is like huge for fall this time. Um, and yeah, okay, <laughs> that's our fall vibe. I'm excited for us to uh, dive into that. And if you ever want to send me a picture of an outfit, like, listen, I'm open to it. I love fall outfits so much. I spend so much time on Pinterest scrolling fall outfits. I just bought myself little loafers because I feel like that's big for fall too. Anyways, yes, excited for fall. Let's get into our last two voicemails. This is such a weird time of year for nail colors because it's definitely not fall yet, but it's definitely also not really summer anymore. So I just don't know what to do for nail colors. If you have suggestions, let me know because I understand that there are bigger problems in the world, but I am struggling. Okay, let's get into this first voicemail about therapy. Hi, Ellie. Big fan of the show. So I've been going back and forth trying to decide how to tell my family and my boyfriend about wanting to start therapy. Um, I don't want them to think that they are not good enough and that I don't feel like I can come to them. Not to say that they won't be so supportive of my decision, but I just don't know how to go about it. 
and I could really use your advice. Thanks. Love you. Okay, I mean this with like every possible bit of love and respect and support and kindness. But this <laughs> this is the most I need therapy voicemail I've ever heard. Girl, you don't need to explain your decision to go to therapy to anybody. You don't need to worry that your friends and family are going to feel inadequate because, like, you're wanting to go to therapy. Those are things that, like, gen- genuinely, your friends and family are just going to be really supportive and happy that you're going to therapy. Their feelings are, like, not super relevant here. Their feelings don't matter here first of all they're not they are absolutely not i want you to like i'm gonna say this a couple times they are 100 percent not going to feel inadequate they're not going to feel like you can't come to them can't talk to them they're not going to feel like they're not enough that is not going to happen that is not even on the radar like that is like an absolute catastrophized thought like that's your brain making you nervous and also i think kind of stopping you from getting the help that you want or need those are simply not things that your friends or family are going to be thinking. They're, they're, they're just going to be like, oh, that's cool. That's great. Therapy is awesome. Your journey to feeling better, like it has nothing to do with anybody. Like it's completely yours. It's something that you do for you. Honestly, if a friend or family member did feel that way, that is not a supportive and kind person that you should have in your life. But nobody, no one would ever take you going to therapy personally, truly, because people understand that like the support that a therapist can provide is really different from the support that a friend, family member, boyfriend, etc. can provide. It's a completely different set of skills. It's an objective opinion or it's somebody that can help you with more difficult emotions or things that like maybe you're not as comfortable talking about with friends or family. I mean, I think people understand that therapy is... A, a really different from just like venting to your friends or family or asking them for help. I mean, I obviously still do talk to my friends and my family about things. I talk to the guys I'm dating about, you know, the things that are upsetting me, bothering me. But like, <laughs> it's different from what I'm doing in therapy. And I think that that's a pretty well understood thing. So it's just not something you need to worry about at all. I understand that your brain is telling you that this is something you need to be worried about. And I understand that that can be really loud and really difficult. And I think that's something that therapy really helps with is just making those voices a little quieter. But I want you to know that, like, I think you should just repeat to yourself, I know it's not going to feel true. But I'm telling you you that like those worries, those fears, they're just thoughts. They're not facts. That's not when that's not the reaction that they're going to have. And if it is like then it is. But it has nothing to do with you. And you should still go to therapy regardless of that reaction. But that's not going to be the reaction. Like realistically, something that so I tend to I tended to catastrophize a lot before I went to therapy. Um, I would do like worst case scenario. And something that my therapist really helped me to do was start doing like, okay, what's the worst case scenario? What is the absolute worst thing I can think of happening here? Okay. And then what's the absolute best case scenario? What is like the perfect way that everything could go perfectly? Like what, what, what would that look like? And then say, okay, then what's probably going to happen? Usually what I would say is like, okay, well, somewhere in the middle. So I'm not catastrophizing. I'm not thinking like the absolute worst thing is going to happen. And I'm being realistic with myself and my own expectations of like, okay, 
it's probably just going to be fine. Like it's probably just going to be a normal, fine thing. But that can help you if you think about that worst case scenario, best case scenario, and then what's probably going to happen. But in any case, therapy is the best. Therapy is amazing. And anybody who would make you feel bad for seeking that is not a supportive and kind person that you want in your life. And I'm really proud of you for going to therapy. And I'm really excited for you to start that journey. And I know that your friends and family are going to be really supportive of this decision. And no one will take it personally in any way whatsoever. Okay. (laughs) You're going to be okay. All right, let's move into our very last voicemail, which kind of is not the same, but similar um, about, you know, kind of forgetting how to talk in high pressure social situations. Hi, Ellie. Uh, Hello from London. I'm a big fan of the pod. Love you. Love the advice. Um, We just wanted to get some advice about um, coping, surviving social situations when you are extremely nervous. So for context, I recently met my new boyfriend's parents for the first time and I don't I don't feel like it went well. Um I just my brain I wanted them to like me so badly that my brain completely froze up and I could not think of anything to say. Um I was out here asking them questions like, Oh, how long have you had this camera? And they were just looking at me like, who is this woman and why does she want to know how long we've had the camera? <laughs> it just trust me, it was really bad. Um, I'm normally a very outgoing, I would say, char- just go ahead and say charming uh, person. Um, but for some reason, when I really want somebody to like me, when I really, really want an interaction to go well, it's like I drink myself. So I would love some advice on um, how to get out of that headspace or kind of uh, last-ditch conversational efforts for when you truly can't think of anything to say due to overwhelming anxiety. Um, Would love to hear your thoughts, would love any advice or reassurance that this might not have been as bad as I thought it was. Thank you so much for listening. Oh, my God. (laughs) You should have seen my face that entire time I was listening to that. Okay, first of all, point one, I I love listening to British people talk. So that was just so enjoyable for me personally. And secondly, I will say it probably was not as bad as you think it was. I mean, we always remember things as being like horrifying. Oh, my God. So embarrassing. I fucked that up so bad. And then it was like fine. (laughs) Like worst case scenario, it was probably like fine. You know, I doubt that it was as bad as you think it was. But... I definitely know the feeling like I definitely know the feeling of completely freezing up when you really, really want to impress someone or really want them to like you. I do this all the time. Every time I meet like, oh, like a boyfriend's friends or family or I'm in a social situation with like someone I really admire and respect. I mean, God, I I'm really I'm actually very like (laughs) every time I've met like a content creator that I really respect. It's like I forget how to it's like I've never been a human. It's like I've never been in public. It's like I've never interacted with another person in my entire life. I saw Curtis Connor and Danny Gonzalez on the street like in New York a couple months ago. I literally rolled down my window and just like shouted at them out the car. I was like, oh, my God, I'm a big fan of you guys. They looked over at me and were like, hi. (laughs) It was weird. Like I was being weird. It's because I just like don't I always get weird in like high pressure social situations like that. Like I get nervous. I want everyone to like me and then I don't know what to say. So you're not alone in this at all whatsoever. Also, I can tell you from experiences, it's never as bad as you remember it being because I then talked to Curtis about it. Like my friend, 
I texted my friend who's friends with Curtis and I was like, oh my God, it just said the most embarrassing thing. Like I literally shouted at him out the window of a car. And so he texted Curtis and he was like, oh my God, that was her. And then we DM'd on Twitter. I was like, really sorry for being weird. He's like, no, it was great. So like no one really cares as much as you think that they do if you do something weird. But yeah, the freezing up in social situations. This is something that I have experienced a lot where you feel like, oh my God, what happened? Why do I not know one single word in the English language? Uh, it's crazy. I forgot how to speak. I don't know what my, <laughs> like when people in class would be like, all right, give one fun fact. And you're like, I have never done anything fun or interesting in my entire life. Why do I not have a fun fact? Why can't I think of one single thing that I've ever done in my whole life? It's kind of the same concept. Like when you feel like you need to be charming and interesting, that's when your brain's like, eh, <laughs> mm, rather not. I wish I could tell you that I like know what, like I know how to overcome this. I always resort to compliments. If I can't think of anything to say, I literally will compliment. It's also always good to ask questions. Perhaps not how long have you had this camera. <laughs> if you're meeting like a parent situation, you can ask them about, you know, how long have you guys been together or this is such a lovely home or what do you do for work? You know, almost treating it like a first date, like questions you might ask on a first date or things you might say on a first date because you want to impress them. But hey, they should have to impress you too. You know, they should have to have interesting answers to questions that you ask them too. So I will say thinking of it kind of as a first date, no matter what the situation is, is good. And remembering that like you are good enough like as just you, you don't need to be particularly exciting or particularly, you don't need to be this like, oh my God, incredible, perfect, awesome, like, wow, she's the most amazing woman I've ever met in my whole life. Like you don't have to be that, you just have to be you and that's good enough because they're gonna think that you're amazing just by being yourself. I know it's easier said than done, obviously, because there are, because that, I don't know, that anxiety comes in and just turns your brain off. But having a list of questions in your head that you can just ask them <laughs> about themselves. People love to talk about themselves. People love talking about themselves. Compliments and questions about them, that's going to be your best bet. Just write them down in your notes app so that when the time comes, you're not going to be like, I, uh, uh, I don't remember any of this. They don't even have to be particularly interesting questions. They can be the most basic questions. They can literally be like... Oh, how long have you lived in London? <laughs> like, that's a fine thing. Where did you grow up? That's a fine question. Because honestly, nobody is going to know that you're nervous except for you. Like you're the only person who's perceiving yourself as anxious or nervous. Like probably nobody else in that room has any idea that you feel even the slightest bit nervous, even the slightest bit uncomfortable. So keeping that in mind, it's kind of like playing the confidence game. You know, you just kind of have to get the compliments out, get the questions out, and hope for the best. <laughs> I'm sure that they liked you, though. You do sound very charming. And honestly, the fact that you you care and that you're, like, nervous about it, I think that that's, like, a good thing, too. Like, they, they want to know that their child is with someone who, like, you know, wants to get along with his parents or whatever, you know? We'll also suggest one glass of alcohol. Just one. Just one to loosen things up. <laughs> if you're really feeling overwhelmed and you're literally like, oh my God, I don't know what to do. I feel so uncomfortable. I feel like I'm going to die right now. Like I have nothing to say. I can't think of anything. You know what? 
that's a moment where you just get the fuck out. Like you say, uh, where's your where's your bathroom? Or I'm actually, I'm going to run to the bathroom. You run to the bathroom. You look at yourself in that mirror. You slap yourself around a little bit, splash some cold water on your face. And you're like, you can do this, you know? You know, like it's fine to like have to step away and like take a breather for a second. It's normal. Sometimes that's all you need is like five minutes in the bathroom by yourself. Take some deep breaths, reset, look at your notes app list of questions and then get back into it and attack and you've got this. And the best thing to remember always, always in a high pressure social situation is people want to like you like people are predisposed to wanting to like people that they meet. So they're automatically going to look at you better than you think that they are. Like you're not coming in here like having to like fight your way in like they already want to like you. You're playing to a crowd You're playing with the crowd and not against the crowd, if that makes sense. So it really is hard to mess it up. And I believe in you. You can do this. All right. Besties. I love you very, very, very much. I hope you guys have the best week. Um, Let's do our song of the week. Our song of the week. I feel like we need to be getting into like our fall vibe. I feel like Hosier is very fall. I obviously, Taylor Swift is very fall. But actually, we're going to kind of go in a different direction this time. And our song is The Bottom by Gracie Abrams, who is a big fan of Taylor Swift. So I'm a big fan of hers. <laughs> I just think it's kind of an uplifting song and I really like it. And so that's our song this week. Okay, if you like the show, feel free to subscribe, leave a nice review, and tell a friend about it. If you want to leave a voicemail, the voicemail number is 847 847- 2820462 that is always linked on my Instagram profile and always linked in the description of the show. If you want to join my Discord, the link for that is also on my Instagram. And if you like Taylor Swift, you can listen to my Taylor Swift podcast Taylor Talk. Oh, if you want to go on Instagram and look at those things I mentioned, my Instagram is at Ellie underscore Schnitt. And you can also follow me on Twitter at Holy underscore Schnitt and TikTok at Ellie Schnitt. I love you guys. I love you so very, very much. I'm really excited for our next guest. I think you guys are going to really love him. And yeah, remember, you can always send any questions, comments, thoughts, feelings, concerns. Would you rather fuck Mary kills anything you want to talk about? Send it here and we'll talk about it. And yeah, I love you guys. I love you so, so, so much. You mean you mean the world to me. I hope you're having a great fall so far. I hope if you're back at school, you're having a good back to school time. I hope your syllabus week was fun. I hope your classes are not too hard. And um, yeah, as always, have a good day. Have a good night wherever you are, whatever you're doing. I hope it's a great one and I will catch you on the next one. Bye. <laughs> Late Night Drive with Ellie and Michaela is brought to you by BetterHelp. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. <laughs> Visit BetterHelp.com slash LND today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash L-N-D.